to episode 14 of Buy Pumpkin. Listen, I had a horrendous week. <laughs> it was brutal, but it's over and I'm feeling better. And like, I'm already thinking of it fondly because it's like done with. And it's like kind of how like mothers give birth. And like, obviously it's a like a soul wrenching, body crushing event. But like afterwards, you get this little baby and you're so worried about taking care of this baby that you kind of like, I don't know, I don't want to say forget, but you kind of move on from the pain. Like someone with a 10 year old child is not still like, I don't know how I'm trying to say this. I'm just saying that like sometimes when you go through a process like that, it's incredibly painful, but just stopping the process makes us feel better and like look at it more fondly. And that's how it is with this fucking week. That's okay. I'm here. I'm ready to record. I have a new mic. I don't know how it's doing. It's got a lot of buttons I don't know how to push. And I don't know what's going to happen if I touch them. So feel free to send me some feedback at Buy Pumpkin Podcast on Instagram. Um, I do look at my DMs. I I often remember looking in the other box. I will often answer you guys. If it's an answer that I can answer like right then, I will answer it. I've done that before. But if it's something that I'm like, hmm, I got to think about this, I'll often address it on the show. So one of the things people have been asking me about is, so with the Patreon, or my brand spanking new Patreon, which is um, patreon.com at buypumpkin, uh, people are wary of signing up for a monthly $20 a month to get an exclusive episode basically they don't want to forget about it and end up paying for like a bunch of months which i understand so what most people want to do is they want to just like send me the 20 bucks to um commission an episode sponsor an episode and that's possible too you can just venmo me and my venmo is my name which is princess jones curtis just tell me what episode you're looking for and i'll get you a bonus episode i'll get you a customized bonus episode um Speaking of bonus episodes, I'm going to record one this week. I think I'm going to talk about AJ and the Queen, which is a Netflix series starring RuPaul and some child and um, a ton of drag queens I know and love. And I really love drag. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race is probably my favorite show on earth. It's like been one of my favorite shows for a really long time. Um, I enjoy RuPaul. I don't think RuPaul always knows the fuck he's talking about. And and so I think I'm going to have a lot of good things to talk about. So I'll record that this week. You'll probably have it sometime this week. Um, any other show business? Patreon's humming along. I'm really excited about it. I have enough people to cover my monthly hosting right now. And that makes me really excited because I didn't necessarily know that was going to happen. And so I'm not doing Buy Pumpkin for free anymore. I mean, excuse me. I'm doing Buy Pumpkin for free. Let's get it straight. I'm doing it for free. But I'm not having to pay out of pocket to do it, which makes me happy. And hopefully as um, I gain more Patreons, I will be able to do stuff, more cool stuff like buy like buy this mic or have some more guests because I have the right so- software for it, things like that. Um, speaking of guests, I do want to have more guests, but like you guys know, um, I get to record in bits and pieces. Like right now, my kids just went to sleep about 20 minutes ago and I'm recording. Normally I like to record during the day when everyone's at school. Um, 
like the scheduling can be tough, but I am still looking for people I should be asking to have on the podcast. People that would like, like to talk about this type of stuff. Um, cause I'd like to get at least one guest a month. Obviously you listen to the podcast because you like to listen to me. Otherwise you couldn't listen to it, but you know, having someone, some, someone else on every now and again, doesn't hurt anything. You know, it only adds to it. Um, I was about to say something really hippy dippy that I always have to repeat to myself all the time. The universe never takes away. It only gives like it can't like things can't be taken from you. It can only give to you. And I know that's like a super hippy dippy thing. And like, if you're not in a good place, hearing that does not make you happy because you're like, Oh, this bitch. But, um, it's something that I live by that no matter what happens, I am being given something and I have to figure out what that is. And I have to figure out how to use it. Um, even when I'm losing something, like literally losing something like my keys or something like that, or, or a person or an opportunity, I have to also remember that there is something being given here. Universe only gives and never takes, um, which has been helpful with my frame of mind as I go through a lot of stuff. Um, sometimes I annoy people cause I talk about how bad things don't really happen to me. And the truth is they don't like, I've had horrendous things happen to me. I've had like. I don't know, soul crushing things happen to me. But the truth is I've never had something so bad happen to me I couldn't like bounce back from. And so I kind of tell myself, well, then that means nothing bad happens to you. That means only good things happen to you. That means only, the universe can only give you things. That means that there's an opportunity in everything. And maybe I'm just like, I don't know. What's that thing called where you just say, where you just say what you want, <laughs> whether it's true or not? Is it a mantra? Is it self-actualization? No, that's not what that is. I don't know what it's called, but I think that's what it is. I do it with the kids a lot too. Um, I'm always like verbalizing things. Like if someone finds something that I've been looking for, I'm like, you're a good finder. You're helpful. I'm, if like they are having a good day at school, like I, you know, we get conduct cards at the school. So every day they come home with a conduct card that like lists all the good things they did. Not not all the good things, but they have like categories. So it'll be like, was a risk taker, was communicative, um, came prepared or whatever. And the teacher at the end of the day writes these things down. And then like maybe on the bad side, like if you were out of line, then like you weren't in the lunch line or whatever, she'll write down. Um, there's like a category for like following directions and it'll tell you what you did. So if my kids come home when it's got like all things on the good side, nothing on the bad side. I'm like, look, here's proof you're a good kid. You are a good kid. You make good choices. You know how to do this. And like by saying those things and like having them say it back to me and having it become like a, a habit that's saying like, I'm a good person. I make good choices. I know how to do good things. Like you come to believe it. Uh, what the fuck is it called? The word is escaping me right now, but so maybe sometimes when I'm thinking these things, I'm really just tricking myself into thinking of them and then that's, and then they become something, but I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> the truth is if I repeat the universe only gives me things and never takes things away from me. And then I find a way to find a gift in everything. Then overall I'm happier. What's the result? I'm fucking happier. Okay. I'll stay happier. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> I 
This is why sometimes I do need guests because I'm like, what, what are we talking about? It's just me mumbling in the dark. <laughs> I'm literally in the dark right now, just mumbling. <laughs> so, um, okay. So I talk, I let you guys know how to Venmo me. Venmo me $20 with a description of what kind of bonus episode you want. I let you know there's going to be a bonus episode this week. It's going to be about AJ and the kid or the kid and AJ, AJ and the queen. Sorry. Before I started watching, I was like, is the drag queen name AJ? It's AJ and the kid. Why would a drag queen have a kid? <laughs> um, what else? Oh, follow me at buy pumpkin on Instagram. DM me. I will look at my DMs. <laughs> If there's something I can answer right away, I will. Um, you can also follow me at okay Then Princess on Twitter and Instagram. And I think that's all the show business I gotta make sure you guys know. Maybe I should like record a bumper or something so I don't have to say this every week. But uh, for now, I think this is working. Um, so guys, the shows are still up on Google Drive. I'm really shocked by that. Um, maybe it's cause normally I don't steal content. <laughs> Normally I don't do stuff like that. So I always thought it was like pretty quick. I guess if it was only YouTube, it'd probably be pretty quick. Or maybe the idea that these are, um, these are really old episodes that people aren't really like pursuing their copyright on, you know, and they're not anywhere. So it's not like, I don't know. It's not like if I tried to put up footage from the Grammys or some bullshit, it's, it's, you know, who cares? So maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but I'm really shocked that the episodes are still up. So that's really exciting. If you're just like popping in now, I don't know where the fuck you've been, but Dude, we've been doing this. And if you look in the show notes, there is a link to the episodes uh, where you can download them or just watch them in Google Drive. I also um, put a link to the, to like a, a video viewer, cause these are in a, in a, a strange format for compression sake, in case you need to use that. But you can also just, in Google Drive, you can just hit play. Um, yeah, it's, it, I'm really surprised they're still up, but then again, I don't do this for a living. This, I'm not like some heist queen and shit. And I'm always like, <laughs> guys, just to let you know, like how low I like the stakes to be. Like, I don't even haggle for shit. <laughs> Me and my husband loves to haggle. He loves to go to flea markets. He loves to go to like outdoor markets and shit. And he likes to put like some money in his left sock, some money in his right sock, some like $2 in his wallet and stuff. So then he could open his wallet and be like, this is all I have. Like it's too much for me. And he'll like try to do like double team stuff or where he's going to say one thing, but then I have to say something. I have to be like, that's not worth it. Like I can't even do all that shit. It stresses me out. I'm just like, listen, I'm willing to pay $10 for this. Do you, are you going to sell it to me for $10? And they'll be like, no. And I'm like, okay, then I'll leave. And that's, that's, that's pretty much how I do life, by the way, too. I like I'm too stressed out with this back and forth. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I just have to be like, like this is what I'm willing to do. No, okay, then I gotta go. <laughs> so, so like, <laughs> the idea of me like searching the internet to like illegally download stuff like stresses me out. Just like no, just I, I'll I'll pay twenty bucks for this. Just just give it to me. Please don't make me do all this. And so like. I'm new to this world and I didn't realize that it might be able to stay up for this long. I really didn't. I'm like completely shocked by the whole thing. All right. So let's get into the episode. Um, this week we have, um, obviously we're doing Breaking Bonaducci. It's episode three. It's called Anger Management, which is an 
excellent topic of conversation when it comes to Danny Bonaducci. Guys, I've been posting a lot of um, video clips to the Instagram. That's another thing I'm surprised no one's calling me out on. No one's being like, you... I mean, my Buy Pumpkin podcast has basically become a Danny Bonaducci tribute podcast, which makes sense, but... It's just a lot of clips and they're like really crazy. So if you are someone who's just listening to me, and you're not actually watching the episodes, like you still should follow me on Instagram because you're going to, because I always try to like clip out the best little quotes and stuff so you can actually see what the fuck I'm talking about. Also, I mean, he is just horrendous to look at. I've said horrendous a lot, but he's just like, he's purplish and orange and scary and and I feel like it's hard to talk about Danny without being like redheads are ugly and that's not true that's not redheads are not ugly people with pale skin are not ugly he looked crazy the same goes for like carrot top like carrot top looks looks crazy but it's a choice. It's on purpose. He looks like a nightmare. But I also think that part of what makes Danny look like this is that he's not taking care of himself. It's the early 2000s. A lot of people look bad. And like also, like I said, he's not taking care of himself. I also don't understand how like people don't see that off the bat. No, that's a lie. I understand. I talked about it. I think it was last episode. And Kara actually... Um, texting me about it Kara Berry of everybody's business but mine which you should be listening to she's very good she's hilarious um she you should follow her on Twitter too at Kara Berry tweets or Kara B Kara B tweets yeah um but you should follow her because she's incredibly funny Incre- I mean sometimes I do think she should get off the internet and I do tell her so but she's a funny girl but anyway she texted me because she was like she had she got the same feeling off of a of um Danny than I did and that he can be incredibly charming for 36 hours he can be like when you meet him first you're gonna think he's super funny you're gonna think he's got a little bit of swag to him because you know that confidence that you know the right walk the right talk can like make someone incredibly um attractive and then he's probably even gonna say things to you directly like you know, in 24 hours, you're probably going to be blocking me, you know? And and you're going to think he's just, like, doing, like, you know, funny chit-chat. But the fact is, he's telling you the truth. He's saying, yeah, I get blocked a lot because I'm crazy. And so I guess I can see why people don't notice it right away. But he looks unhealthy. He looks crazy. He looks like a bruise. He looks... I don't know what else to describe him as. He looks like a California raisin sometimes. He's fucking purple. Um... <laughs> So we're going to start off this week with Danny refusing to go to anger management class because, as he says, he likes his anger and doesn't want it managed. He doesn't want to be gray like the rest of us. Rest of us, He wants to be in technicolor. Okay. <laughs> You're bright purple. You're either orange or purple, one of the two. So, yeah, you are in technicolor. Um, I also, like, he keeps telling the therapist that this is usually where therapist fire me yeah I believe that because it's I I can't imagine trying to work with someone to get better and they don't want to they'll tell you they're not gonna do it they'll tell you 
I don't feel like it. Or they'll tell you they're going to do something, then they won't. And then they'll laugh at you for believing them. Like, yeah, I bet you do get fired from therapists a lot. I bet you do. I bet you get fired from therapists, life coaches. I bet psychiatrists don't work. Nope, I'll take that back. Psychiatrists probably prescribe him tons of pills. But he's probably got some guy somewhere that he just goes in or calls in and they like call him in a bunch of meds. But anybody like really looking for, I mean, I bet his gardener fires him. I bet anyone that's trying to get some work done is like, no, I can't do it this fucker. I can't do it this. Also, like Gretchen says that like stuff like karate is really helpful for him. And I'm like, dude, he doesn't need to do karate. <sighs> People like that shouldn't be taught to use new weapons. I mean, I do see him doing it with his kid and it's kind of cute. I see how people can find that cute. He is doting on his children, but being doting on your children is different than parenting your children. You know, um, this week I've been listening to a podcast called The Motherhood Sessions. And I listen to it every week. Um, it's because Where Should We Begin um, was is one of my favorite podcasts. Um, it's with Esther Perel. I may be actually pronouncing her name incorrectly. I've talked about her a lot on Spelling Tea, but she's like a super duper famous like um, relationship counselor. And she has a podcast. I think it's only on Spotify right now. But on her podcast, she um, promoted motherhood, motherhood sessions. And I'm like saying this, like she's the one that put that shit on there. It's, She's with a production, she's with a production company. They did this. Anyway, Motherhood Sessions is um, like sessions with a psychiatrist um, talking to different mothers. And this past week, um, or maybe the week before, there was a woman on there, her and her husband and I had sex in two years, which, uh, because they are more coworkers than in a relationship now. And one of the things was that she was still breastfeeding and her son was two and she didn't really have a lot of milk, but she was still breastfeeding like twice a day. And she didn't want, she did think it was time to stop, but she was afraid her son would be offended. And I mean, she recognized that sounds crazy, but, and I'm not here to judge her about stuff like that, but it really got me like, I know it's really easy to judge people that are breastfeeding to their child's like fucking five years old. It really is easy to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Let it go. That's not what, where I was coming from with it. I was just thinking to myself about my parenting style and what I think my purpose of my parenting is. And that is that like, they don't know anything or they don't know, they don't have as much life experience as I do. And even though they have working brains and things and, and the fact is I need to guide them through things, especially things they think they can't do. Like, my niece that used to live with me, I was talking to her on the phone and she's like, I'm done with the fourth grade. The fourth grade is too hard. Like, no, I can't do the fourth grade. This is as far as I get into school. And I'm like, she's so fucking smart. And she reminds me of myself quite a bit in that like, a lot of things come easily to me. So I wanna do things that come easily to me. And then people give me a lot of praise for being like talented or smart or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I am talented and smart. But if even, if I even have to try a little bit, I'm like, oh, I'm out. I'm out. I don't, I can't do this. And it's a problem. And, 
And it was a big problem for me in school. And that like, I was like great at a lot of things and I could pass things without even studying them. And I was just like naturally gifted in a lot of things. And so if anything, what didn't come naturally to me, I automatically like ran the other direction. And here it is the fourth grade, she's so smart and just something's a little hard and she's like ready to like run out of the fucking school. And so I just like talked to her about it and I acknowledged her feelings. Like it's important to acknowledge her feelings. They're real, like they're understandable and then push her and be like, okay, but we're still going to do this. And so like, so I was thinking about having this baby that I, I needed to wean for my own personal reasons, for his reasons, for logistics, for all those things. Um, and like, and thinking that maybe he'd be upset. Well, he's not a baby, he's two, he's a fucking toddler. But, um, and thinking maybe he'd be upset or maybe he'd want like, maybe he, I think he wasn't getting enough time with me. And I'd just be like, okay, well, instead of like twice a day that I'm gonna breastfeed you, I'm going to, we're gonna do something together, me and you, that twice a day. I'm still, you're still gonna get what you need. You're eating solid food. Um, you're gonna get what you need nutritionally, but also like, Maybe we'll have a snack during those two times or whatever. And then if you don't think you can do it, you can. I know you can because millions of mothers all over the world do this every day and have been doing this for generations and generations since the beginning of fucking time. Haven't been like, no, we gotta move we gotta move on from this. Like that that was for this time and now we're doing a new thing. Again, I'm not getting into like, who's gonna how long should you breastfeed a baby? I don't that's like none of my business. What I am saying though is that like I was just thinking about like my parenting style and that it's like, okay, well, I'm going to have to make the decisions and I'm going to have to guide us through it. And I'm going to have to like be your rock through it. But I'm also, we're going to go, we're going to do it. Like when I get new kids here, most of them have never been sleep trained. And I don't mean sleep trained, like verbalizing. I don't mean like you leave them in the room and they cry until they fall asleep. I don't mean like that. I mean, like they don't know, like most of the new kids I get here don't have pajamas. They don't wear pajamas and they don't know that like we go to bed at a certain time and you brush your teeth and then you take your medicine and then you lay down and then you stay in the bed until this time. Like they don't have like stable sleep routines and that's fine. A lot of people don't, but it's just something we're used to in my house. I was telling today, my favorite child is always the one who goes to sleep the fastest and stays to sleep the longest. I like to sleep. And so like, I just remember when I had a toddler here, the last time I had a toddler here, he like couldn't do it. He, he just, from about five o'clock on, he'd be like, am I going to bed now? Am I going to bed? Cause he just, it was, bed was a hard thing for him. First of all, bed wasn't a safe place. Bed also because of things that were happening in his home. And then also like he slept wherever he fell with whoever he fell with. Like he'd just be running around till he fell asleep. And then wherever he slept is where he slept. And he got up whenever he got up and that's how it went. And so like, to him, every night when I used to put him in the bed, it was so hard for him. But I knew it was going to be okay. And so I had to be the strength of that. Um, but that was my job. My job was not to fall into the muck with him and to be like, well, maybe you will fucking die. <laughs> maybe this is not going to be done. Maybe my job was not to get angry with him. Like I knew what to do. He needed to do it. And my job was to lead him there. And so when I think of like, I don't know. I 
maybe, what am I saying here? Maybe I, maybe I do. I mean, I feel like I dote on my kids. I feel like they know I love them. I think they're cute. I'm always touching them. I'm always kissing them. I'm always rubbing their backs and tickling them. And I do have a lot of fun with them, but like fun is not my main job. My main job is to guide you through this world. And, and that's, that's what I'm here to do. Like, like all this other shit can go away. And if at the end of the day, you don't like me, but you trust me and you know, I'm going to like do the thing I got to do. And if you need something, you know where to go, then I'm, I'm good with that. Maybe we'll never be, I don't know. Me and my mom are like a lot closer now that we're older and stuff. And maybe my kids will never be that way. Maybe when I'm in my sixties, they won't call me every day. Maybe that's not what our relationship's going to be, but I bet you they're fucking call me when something goes bad because they know that I'm not going to bullshit them and I'm not going to let them fall. And like, I will like, I will, you know, I will lead you out of this shit. If I have to, I will do what I have to do to get you there. And so I think a lot of people fall for, Danny's doting and I think they do it because one we're not used to seeing fathers with children right anytime we see a father that's not what um society mirrors first it's not what the media shows us anytime you see a father touching a child like smiling at a child it's like oh wow and like we expect so much more of the mother so automatically gets cool points for like being in a room with his children and I just think that like we're like socialized to believe that any guy that's like having fun with a kid in a non-creepy way is obviously a good person. And that's not true. Um, first of all, Danny is a child. So that's why he's having fun with them. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to stop talking about this, but like hopefully you get where I'm going with this. So later, um, Gretchen and Danny are talking about her gig this weekend and Danny's not having it. So basically what it is, is that Gretchen's in a band. What is the name of that fucking band? I can't remember it. Did I write it down in my notes somewhere? What's the name of this fucking band? It was something like earplugs or like dental floss. Mud flaps. It was mud flaps. <laughs> I knew it was something like, I was like, I don't know. It, it was something weird. So it's mud flaps. She's in a band. She, um, I don't know. So, I guess they're at lunch because the, the therapist told them to go to lunch together and like have a conversation. And so they're at lunch together and he's asking her about the gig and Danny is like, I mean, she's talking about the gig and he's like, I don't know. Was it Tuesday or Wednesday? I had to stay with the kids so that you could go to like sound check. And then I need to watch the kids on a Saturday night. And the way he talks about it is the exact opposite of what he shows us when he's with, when he's like playing with his kids. And is this, he thinks that those kids are Gretchen's sole responsibility. And the idea that on a Tuesday or a Wednesday night, he was at home and she went somewhere and he stayed with the kids. He was doing her a favor. Fuck that. Those are both your kids. This is both your responsibility. The fact is, because he's on the radio, I bet he's out at night all the time because they have like fucking PR events they have to do all the time. I bet you all, I bet you on Friday and Saturday nights, he is out all the fucking time. 
and he's and he thinks that's fine you know the other day so like I said this week was super brutal for me just like work stuff was crazy like I don't know I don't really want to get it it was just stupid it was such a work it was a wild week and then I had a lot of personal stuff going on um one of my kids had the flu I think I got the flu like it was a hard week and on Tuesday my husband saw me kind of drowning or it might have been Wednesday I don't remember and he saw me kind of drowning and what he did was he went and got so our foster daughter was with me because she was sick and he went and got the four boys from the YMCA because they were at school that day and he drove them to get haircuts two of them needed new shoes he went and bought them new shoes and then he took them to CC's pizza you know a perfect place to take a child who values quantity over quality and they ate dinner and they came back and they got home about 30 minutes for bed and we just finished everything up and put them to bed excellent for me it really got me through a lot of shit I and I said something nice about it on Twitter because I was like you know he came in and rescued me but I'm not gonna call him a hero he's fucking parenting like I do shit like that all the time plenty of times then I just go I just swoop in and handle something so that he can because he works nights and sometimes like his crew it depends on who's coming to work and who got fired or whatever and sometimes he's I mean he's uh, my husband's worked during like a hurricane once he's worked a 26 hour shift like because they couldn't get people in or out of where he worked he just stayed at work and kept working like he works incredible hours I mean I'm not like bragging about him obviously we're poor people so we do shit like this but um he just works a lot and he his work is punishing on his body um he comes home sweaty and nasty and with with his joints aching and so he works a lot and there have been times when I've been like okay he worked seven fucking days this week covering for all these people um when he gets here I'm gonna make sure his fucking house is quiet and clean and there's something for him to eat and I'm gonna take these kids and leave so that he can just like Lay in the bed and watch YouTube videos till he falls asleep and then he's good. I do that because he's my fucking partner and I care about my partner. I, and he does the same for me plenty of times because these are his kids. They're also his responsibility and I'm his person and he's trying to take care of me too. And so, but in Dan, in someone like Danny's book, the fact Gretchen can't have a hobby Gretchen can't go anywhere. Gretchen can't have a bad day because what do you mean? So I have to watch the kids on Tuesday and now I have to watch them again on Friday. He didn't say the word babysit, which would have set me the fuck off. But the way he said watch implied babysit. And then he abruptly changes the subject to the reason they're at lunch. It's because the therapist asked them to go out and just like enjoy themselves together. And he's basically like, don't you think the therapist is causing problems between us? Because I had no problems with you before and now I have problems with you. And the reason he's saying that is because the therapist is basically, basically like, Gretchen needs to do things for herself. She can't just live and die for you and these kids. She needs to, I, I see that she doesn't work. I mean, she's not working outside the home, but she is like, you know, um, you know, she needs to have things for herself. She should not be like, just because you don't, just because you're a housewife doesn't mean you should be like tied to a chain to a fucking stove all day. And you're just like, here, stay here, you know, diaper the babies, 
make sure you do this, make sure you do that, cook the food and don't go anywhere and don't do anything and don't want anything. I was having the same issue with um, Dean when I was talking about Tori spelling a lot. Dean doesn't work or works very little and he's the primary caretaker of those kids regardless of what Tori tells you, he is. And But he also has a lot of expensive hobbies and I was just saying that like, as much as I wanted to be like, well, he isn't really bringing anything in. So no, he probably can't go scuba diving, but no, that's not true. Cause if he was a woman, I would never say that. I would say, what's the budget call for? Can he go scuba diving? If, if you guys can afford for him to go scuba diving, you should go because just because you take care of the kids doesn't mean you're not allowed to have hobbies or go anywhere or do anything. That's not fair. Um, but that's what Danny thinks of, uh, Gretchen. Also, this idea that therapy made your life harder is so fucking typical. Anytime someone starts going to therapy and starts like kind of turning over their life and like, I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm not saying they're like getting a better eye. Well, maybe they are getting a better eye view. They're examining their life more. I'm not saying their conclusions are right or wrong, but they're actually thinking about things really hard. Anytime someone starts doing that, usually people in their life get a little, you know, they get a little worried and especially people who know they're not doing the right thing get real fucking worried. And a lot of times they want to blame the therapist. They want to be like, well, you told her this. Well, I'm not saying therapists don't do that. I'm saying good therapists don't do that. I would always be like fighting with my therapist. I'd be like, listen, you know, I'm not going to say her name because it's very easy to find her because I live in Austin and she's a black woman. And I've talked about that multiple times, but I'd be like, listen, what's the right answer? And she'd be like, there is no right answer. It's only what we decide here. I mean, and she's like, when I say we, I mean, I really mean you. We're just talking about it and then you're going to make a decision. And I'd be like, I don't want to hear that bullshit. What's the right answer? And she'd be like, there, I don't have a right answer. There isn't, like, I'm not here to tell you what the right answer is. You, We're going to talk it out and then you're going to come up with the right answer yourself and that's what you're going to do. Like, that's what therapists do. They don't say things like, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm talking out of my ass, but I don't think a good therapist says break up with your boyfriend. I think a good therapist says, what do you get out of this relationship? I think a good therapist says, what do you get out of this relationship? Okay. What are the bad parts of the relationship? What, what, tell me what's hard about this relationship. What makes this relationship worth it? And if you go, the relationship's worth it, then they go, okay, the relationship's worth it. They don't like, but Lots of people around you sometimes think the therapist is telling you to do stuff. Because before you went to therapy, you weren't like this. Before you went to therapy, you were fine. Before you went to therapy, it was okay if I borrowed 500 bucks from you every month and never paid it back. What do you mean now I can't do it? That therapist is the problem. And that's what Danny's kind of doing here. I, I think Danny really likes... I think Danny really likes having Gretchen as his Gretchen, you know? And I'm not like, I mean, she is his wife. So she is his Gretchen in that way. But I mean, like, I think she's really an extension of her, of him. I think she is. And, and we'll talk more about it in the rest of the episode. But you can see right now, he, does, he doesn't think of Gretchen as a whole person. He thinks of her as a two-dimensional wife. That's what she is. And also we get to see Gretchen singing. She's not bad. I mean, she, uh, she's like, I'm not gonna, she's not terrible. She's not bad either. She's fine. 
she's probably fun to go to karaoke with. She's she's fine. And also she says she says that she practices a couple times a month and they have gigs every three or four months. This is not like she's not joining a band to go work for them. My if I recall, as she I remember when I watched the first run, as the show goes on, she gets to be more and more involved in the, in the band. And then second season, I think she gets involved with someone in the band. I'm not sure. Um, and I'm really not supposed to do the second season. I'm only going to do the first season, but maybe I'll do like a, a bonus thing with the second season. I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. But I think like all this pushes her towards the band or either... Danny is like, see, I fucking told you the band ruined our lives. And the therapist, it was a therapist in the band, not my sex addiction and drug addiction er, and anger addiction. Er. All right. So, um, we go to the, they, they cut to therapy. Um, therapist is asking like, what's her main problem with Danny? And she's basically like, um, he has no self-control over his emotions and stuff. He can't control his anger. She tells the story. She says, basically, she doesn't tell him things to try to keep him on even kill. She tells a story about how she was at band practice. Her back was really hurting her. And um, she's just like really, really hurting her. And somebody like offered to like walk on her back to see if it would help. And another person saw her like laying on the floor and another person standing over her, like walking on her, like hunched over her. And they took a picture and they thought this would be a great picture to put on the website. Cause keep in mind, this is like pre social media. Um, this is like today, this would have already been on Instagram and they would have been fighting about it on Instagram. Like Danny would already know about it. This wouldn't be a secret she's telling in therapy. So he's, he's, um, they want to put it on the website to be like the band, like this is how far we go to keep our singer in the band or whatever. And they said no, because she said Danny would be upset. And as she finished telling the story, she looks, she's like, I couldn't tell you because you would get mad. And he's just like watching the story the whole time. He's looking like he's hearing that she slept with three people in the band. They filmed it and they're going to play it behind at the shows every night from now. He really is looking at her like, what the fuck are you saying? Are you admitting that you were on the ground and somebody was standing over you and someone took a picture? And she goes, yeah, I couldn't tell you because you'd be mad because he's been silent the whole time. And he goes, yeah, you're right. You should have told me because I am mad. And at this point, like the therapist is trying to talk and Danny's like, no, shut up. And he's like, He's screaming. He's like, and you had a drink there, huh? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, how would you feel if I just went out and had a drink and was in a band with a bunch of women? And I'm like, okay, well, let's start with this. You can't drink, Danny, because you, I mean, I guess some people say they're allergic to alcohol. I've heard it said that way before. I've said it people, I've heard it saying people don't know their limits with alcohol. I've said it, I've I've heard it say like people don't know how to use alcohol safely or um, it's just not, it's not something they can do. I've heard people say they're alcoholic. Like I've heard people describe it a bunch of different ways. But the fact is Danny can't, Danny drinking is Danny divorced. So he can't have alcohol. Gretchen can have all the fucking alcohol she wants in her life. She can. 
And so, like, the idea that she had a drink really pissed him off. And then, also, Danny's a sex addict. Danny has cheated on Gretchen. Danny has made questionable decisions about women in the past. So, no, he can't be in an all-girl band. He'll probably be in an all-girl porn star band. That's probably what he'll do. So... Yeah, that would be a problem. You drinking in an all-girl band laying on the floor is very different from Gretchen who doesn't, I don't know. This happens with my kids all the time. They'll be like, how come so-and-so gets to do this and I don't? Well, the last time I let you do it, last time I gave, last time I put money on your lunch account, you bought everyone in your class ice cream and ran up your account to you know, 30 bucks over limit, I have to go pay for it. So I can't do that with you anymore because you've shown me you can't handle that. But this other person can. And I think, you know, this also reminds me of when, oh guys, remember, remember when Brandy Glanville was on Beverly Hills, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she was just like, how can I say this? She, I don't know. She, you know, obviously when she drinks, she acts out. And I don't know if I'm willing to call her an alcoholic. I am... She doesn't have a healthy uh, relationship with alcohol. And then she'd just be like, why can't everybody else drink and I can't? I'm like, okay, because when you drink, you throw glasses. You that's, that's why. No one else here is throwing a glass so they can have a drink. And I really think Danny got himself worked up over nothing. I think it bothered him to think that, she, that he was at home with the children because he thinks that when he stays home with the children, it's a huge sacrifice. And when Gretchen stays home with the children, it's what she does. So here he is, he's making a huge sacrifice. He's alone with these two humans he half fucking made. And how dare her? How dare her go do something I can't do? When it's proven time and time again that I'm not, that I can't handle it. He like, he's all fucked up, but he's mad. At the um, therapist, the therapist is like, I don't want to hear all this yelling. And he's screaming at the therapist, then leave. Gretchen's crying. She's like, no, you leave. You leave because you're the one screaming. And Danny gets up and walks out. And the therapist is like, takes this opportunity to be like, um, he's very angry. That was explosive. Um, you know, he basically asked her if it's ever gotten more explosive than that. And because he's got, he's like a triple black belt, which... I guess I'm about to be an asshole because I'm about to talk about something I don't know. But a triple black belt? I don't know. How long have you been studying uh, martial arts? I find it interesting that you, like, he's he's basically, so what? His daughter's like 10 or 11 and they had the kid right away. He's basically talking about how he was like a degenerate, like drug addict before he met um before we met Gretchen. I just, I don't know. I think he's going to, I think he's going to um, one of those uh, senseis that's like giving out belts real easily <laughs> for money. Or maybe he's going like every day for four hours a day. I don't fucking know. I don't know. But triple black belt? Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. I'll, I'll take it. You got three black belts. Cool. Um, so the therapist is like, he's a triple black belt. He can, he can like, Make it on his, like, promises, his threats. And, um, <laughs> and he, he, I don't know if he says the words, but he, he basically asks her, has he ever hit you? Has he ever gotten physical with you? And she says, no, no, of course not. 
Um, cause I would be out of here and I don't believe her. I don't believe her. And I, and maybe it's because working with, um, doing the work I've done with like people, um, homeless people, displaced children and women, and I've worked with a lot of DV, uh, victims. And a lot of times they start off saying he would never, I would never stand for that. I, you know, I would leave. And one, I want to be clear that you don't know what you do in that situation. Um, nobody does. Uh, we know we say we do. We don't know what we do in certain situations. We know we want to do what we should do. And that statistically, some people often are physically, have those physical altercations more than once before they'll admit it to someone. Like, I don't believe her. I think he does hit her. I think he has gotten to the point where I'm sure, I wouldn't be surprised if he's pushed her a couple times. I wouldn't be surprised if he's held her down before. Um, if they fought over items, like he, she had something in his, in her hand, maybe a phone or something like that. And he was trying to get it from her and he like twisted her arm. I would not be surprised if any of that shit's happened. And I would, I also wouldn't be surprised if she categorized it as we're arguing or, well, you know, I had his phone. You know, so that's not the same as him, like, you know, because a lot of people think rape happens only when a stranger runs up on you in the street, um, throws you to the ground and rapes you. And domestic violence only happens if a man walks into a house or a woman, you know, because, yeah, um, walks into a house, comes up to you and decks you. And that's abuse. And that's the, that's the definition of abuse. The other stuff isn't, um, like pulling your hair and pushing you to the ground because you won't give him his key so he can drive off to his dealer's house. That's abuse. And I was, oh guys, once I was on the subway and I'm just sitting there. We get to a stop. I forget which stop it is. It was the F train though out of Brooklyn. And we we're going through um, downtown and this guy gets, the woman and a guy are like together. Um, on the platform she's talking to him he is looking around like like he's very aware of his surroundings but he's not talking to her and he gets on the train and stands in the doorway and she tries to get on the train and she's talking to him and he's ignoring her but he's like in the doorway so she can't go through the door and when they do the stand clear the doors are closing that's what they do fucking on the on the subway, um, he grabbed her by her shoulders and pushed her so fucking hard that she fell onto the platform and then the doors closed and the subway went off and she was running after the train, like hitting the windows and shit. And I was just, and then he sat down and just watched her and then just sat down and like put his hoodie over. And I don't know what the fuck happened. I really don't know what the fuck happened, but a lot of me imagine that she was his girlfriend. She was trying to stop him from going someplace or she was, I don't know, she was in the way or whatever. And he had decided the best way to lose her was to make sure she didn't get on the train. And the best way to make sure she didn't get on the train was to push her and just her running after the train. And I'm gonna be honest, I was a little scared too because I'm like, it's just me and like somebody that was either asleep or dead. You never really know. And I was like, 
I'm not gonna fucking say anything to him. Like, that dude will deck a woman. He doesn't give a fuck. He'll deck a fat chick on a on the F train. <laughs> so, and so, and I'd already dodged this one homeless guy. I used to get on the F train all the time. Every time I was going home at night, he would get on the fucking F train. And he was a homeless guy, obviously. And once I explain, explain this, you will find out he's, you'll understand why I say obviously. And he would have this large trash bag full of shit, like literal excrement. He, his pants were shredded to the point where they were like a hula dress. Like they just were shreds. He had no underwear on. His dick would be swinging all the time and he'd have a bag of shit. And I don't know why he was always on the fucking F train when I was on the F train. But I would be sitting there doing my patented earbuds in, looking at my phone or my tablet or, you know, my iPad or whatever, like reading if it was daytime, I'd have sunglasses on so you, so I could pretend like I did not see or hear anything. And I would just get this whiff and I'd be like, oh, that dude's on the train again. And I would have to go to another, um, like train car, which the first year I was there I was like, it says you're not allowed to go in between the train cars. It says you're not allowed to. But I think the first time that dude got on, I was like, oh, I can, I can go between the train cars. I, yes, I can. Yes, I can. I can do it. <laughs> Everyone does it. If, if I get a ticket, I get a fucking ticket. I'm going between the train cars. And so, <laughs> so like, this is, this is my nightly ride back. And so I'm just sitting there and like, and he gets off like a few stops up, but it's like at a big, it's at a major stop. I forgot which one. Um, I think we were in midtown at that point. And I don't know. I like a lot of people would be like, well, that's not really abuse. And I'm like, that's not the first time he fucking pushed her like that. And I bet you if he if he felt justified in doing so, he'd fucking deck her. Like, abuse is so nuanced. I don't know. I'm going to stop talking about this. But I just, I guess that's the point of it. The abuse is nuanced. And I do not believe Gretchen when she says he's never, like, done anything like that with her. Um, the next scene, Danny's on the radio asking how to keep a marriage going. And his guests... I feel like I shouldn't recognize, but I don't. I think she's on a soap opera. I'm not a soap opera queen. I've never seen one. I usually have to work. I've never seen a soap opera. And even in high school and college and shit, I was watching Jerry Springer or old reruns of the Golden Girls. I was never, I don't do soap operas. My mom loves them. Um, she really loved General Hospital and all my children. And she used to tape it on a VCR fucking tape every fucking day. She taped. She'd have her VCR program to take tape her stories and then Oprah. She left her for some fucking Oprah. And then when she got home from work, she would take a shower, put on her pajamas, and she'd lay in her bed and fast forward through the commercials and watch her stories in Oprah. And I remember one time I went into her room, even though I fucking knew better, because I don't know, maybe my brothers were watching the TV out there, and I was like, I'll watch this TV. And if you, like, unlike DVR now where... The DVR just switches the channel and it'll ask you and you just don't do anything. It'll switch the channel. Like if you're recording too many things, the VCR was just like, oh, this bitch isn't changing the channel. So, um, oh, someone's, someone's manually changing the channel. So fuck it. I'm not going to record. And I remember later on, I was in my room doing my homework and my mom called me a heifer, which is a very Southern thing to call someone. It means female cow. And she was like, who did this? Who did this? And my brothers were always happy to blame me because 
I was a fucking tattletale of the family. I used to like keep little notes on the little notepad. My mom would come home and I'd be like, so flip over my notepad. At 2 p.m., Sean was drinking red Kool-Aid. You don't allow red Kool-Aid in this house. We spilled too much of it. Um, Lamont saw him. Didn't say anything. I did though. I let him know. Red Kool-Aid's not cool here. At 2.45, Lamont went outside. Even though you said to say it. Like I was like such a fucking tattletale. Such a like a, these are the rules. What do you mean you're not going to follow the rules? But if I want to break them, I'd be fine. So they told on me and my mom was like, listen here, heifer. Don't fucking touch my VCR. <laughs> I'll never fucking forget. Anyway, I guess the person's like um, a, uh, a soap opera person. And like I said, he's asking her, how do you keep a marriage going? And she's saying that the reason she got married to her husband or whatever, or I mean, I think she's talking about a husband. I think she used the word he. And is because they're friends. They're friends first. They're best friends. And they like each other more than anything. They actually like being around each other. And, you know, Danny makes the joke that that's probably, that's, that explains because he's not friends with his wife and she doesn't like him. They cut to Gretchen listening to it and just like looking into the distance and driving. Why does Gretchen listen to this show every every day? Where is she driving that much every day? To school? like, And also because he's such, he's a shock jock. He's saying crazy things on the radio. Some of which I, I could imagine he doesn't actually mean. And also he's saying things about your relationship that like are, are actually, I don't know, like... Like, do you need to hear him say those things? I don't know why she listens every day. Or maybe this is a trick of production and editing that she's not listening. They just filmed her driving a lot. And every now and then she listened and they do a close up on it then and then not again. Or maybe they even say, could you turn on Danny? And she'd be like, I don't really listen to him. I don't know. I do agree with whatever her name is from the soap opera. I do think that um, you have to be friends with somebody. I think that's it. Like... If you don't like that person, it's really hard to stay with them because all the things that are like little quirks now are huge, are going to turn into like character flaws down the road. Like people only become more and more of themselves. People don't change unless they really want to. And even then it's super fucking hard to change. So the fact that my husband says, calls Panera bread, Panero bread. And I used to work out of there a lot, especially when we lived in tiny, tiny apartments and didn't always pay our bills. So we didn't always have internet. And so I would go to Panera Bread like daily and work from there because they didn't care if I bought anything, but I would, I'd buy like a tea or something. And it's a huge place. So like, it's not like I'm taking business away from them, holding up fucking tables and shit. It's a corporate place. So like, I don't know. I feel really bad about working at a mom and pop shops. Don't do that shit. Don't do like, I guess if you lived in a place like Seattle that has like all the coffee shops in the world and it's just like so many places to go, I understand that. But if you know in a non-corporate co- uh, coffee shop somewhere else, don't tie their fucking table and fucking internet, working on your novel and buying one fuck a cup, one coffee uh, a fucking day. And then, oh my God, if they're like, people waiting tables there please don't do that really don't do that Panera's like I never felt guilty about being there they had enough plugs and like at 2 p.m they start giving out stale pastries and shit so I was always like yeah this is where I need to be and every day when me and my husband would like 
you know, meet up with each other after work and stuff, he would be like, how was Panero? And I know that you're like, Christmas, that's not a big deal. But if you hear that shit 400 times, and no matter how many times you tell them that the name is Panera, and he goes, Panero? I don't know. I'm just saying these little things fucking add up and they become big, big, huge things. And so you got to really like somebody. You got to think they're fucking funny. You got to think they're good to be around. The saving grace of me and my husband is that we make each other laugh a lot. We are laughing a lot. The other day, he did something. I can't even remember what it was. But he was in the bedroom and I opened the door and was like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck this. Fuck that. I don't give a fuck, you asshole. And then I slammed the door and immediately opened the door and was like, Yo, that wasn't cool. I wasn't, I shouldn't have been talking like that. Um, I don't want to talk to you like that. That's not how I want you to talk to me. I don't want to have a relationship where I'm just screaming, fuck at you. And all he did was just like hold his arms out. <laughs> and I ran over there and gave him a hug. I was like, I don't like, uh, you know, you know, I get spicy. Like you, yeah, I, I can't always control like the way I'm going to talk about things, but I know that shit was wrong and I'm really, really sorry. And he's like, I'm really sorry. We're not going to talk to each other that way. And I said, okay. And then he was like, and I'm sorry. I, I don't know what he wasn't doing that I was like feeling like I was forcing him to do. And he was like, I'm on it. Don't worry about it. I'm on it. And so, <laughs> but it was like a fight that started at a one and then seven minutes later was at a fucking 10 and then back down to a zero within 30 seconds of that. <laughs> but I can only do that because I like him and I want good things to happen to him. And I don't think he's a bad person. And I enjoy being around him. I can't, do, I couldn't do that if I, if I couldn't be friends. And I guess what I'm saying is that soap opera, soap opera actress is absolutely fucking right. Um, the next thing we're back to the therapist who, yeah, Dan, just the therapist is like, why does Danny know all this martial arts? And I'm like, yeah, we, you should be able to go through a background check to be able to use your hands like, like, like deadly weapons. <laughs> we should not be teaching him how to use new weapons. We shouldn't. So, um, then we see Danny smoking a cigarette on the way to urgent care. He broke his hand, probably killing someone. Or maybe doing martial arts. And they wanted to give him Tylenol 3. But he's got Vicodin. So he's fine. And he also wants to go sailing. With the kids and everything. But. And Gretchen's like. I don't know if we should go. And he's like. Determined to go. But his hand's getting in the way. So he just takes off his cast. And he's got this purplish meaty hand. That he can barely use. And he's like. This is great. Even the kids are like. Don't take that off. No. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. We can just go home. Don't do that. And this is the type of stuff that I, I, like it's small stuff, but it really bothers me about Danny is that he's got to push things like that. He can't just be like, actually, I broke my hand doing whatever, probably punching a wall or crushing someone's skull. And so I'll go sailing in like three weeks. I can't go this weekend and maybe next weekend is a little too much. But in three weeks, I'll go. I'm not going to force everybody to go sailing. And then like, because I can't do stuff. Because I'm, I mean, it's my wife and two kids and they're not sailors. I'm the sailor. So I'm the one that has to run around the boat and everything. And so I can't do that right now. Like, let's just do this. And the kids, like, 
So Chris was like, let's go home. Like, you you look bad. You look tired. The kids are fighting. At one point, um, Isabella's like, Dad, call your daughter. Call your son. Because she wants to be in, like, the... Guys, I don't know shit about boats. I'm not rich. I'm not a rich person. But at the front, is that the stern or the bow? I don't know. Um, I know starboard is right and port is uh, left. And I know that because port has the same amount of letters as left. And when I was in middle school, I went to a very small school. And they used to take us out on boats all the time to do things like go into Chesapeake Bay and like look at um plant life and fish and go crabbing and do stuff like that um our science teacher was really cool about that but i don't know where the front and the back is and so like so she's in the front and she's just kind of like wanting to enjoy being in the front and her brother dante is like right there and he's trying to get weasel his way into the front too and she's like dad call your daughter i mean call your son and he goes dad call your sister <laughs> like cute kid he's a fucking cute kid but anyway Gretchen wants to get off and Danny's annoyed by that he's like we should be trying to get off we should be trying to stay here more often blah 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 and he's just and she's like she says that basically she's uncomfortable because she knows that he's still upset about the gig and he wants to say something about it and he's not saying something about it so it's being really weirded out about it and she just doesn't want she knows a fight's brewing like you can feel a fight brewing underneath that relationship at all times. It's hard because almost all the signs of this, like, there are so many signs of, like, a domestic violence relationship. Um, maybe I'm not saying that correctly. There's so many signs that there's domestic violence in this relationship. Um, the fact that she's afraid to tell him things. She's probably afraid to tell her family and friends things about him. She has to keep a secret because... If she doesn't, they're going to be like, what? He did what? And things like there's always a fight brewing and you're always on like pins and needles and you got to make sure everything happens just right so that you don't have to get into a fight because if you get in a fight, it's going to take forever or you're, you're afraid of what's going to happen. Um, you're afraid of angering them, all that. I mean, there's just so many fucking signs here. So later Danny goes to the therapist and says he was sorry for yelling, but he meant what he said. I mean, he's like, the reason I was yelling is not a bad reason. I shouldn't have been yelling. And the therapist says he's right. His concern was reasonable, but the outburst prevented them from being able to talk it out. And if he had just been able to keep himself calm, they would have gotten to why he was concerned. And they would have gotten to a point where he could have talked to Gretchen about like, well, I don't want this to happen. I'm not going to do like they would have figured it out. But because you did the outburst, now this is what you look like. I tell my youngest son that all the time because he's incredibly immature for eight years old. Um, the reason is trauma. The reason is um, his background. He's just, he's like, I have a nine and 10 year old from one family. I have adopted nine and eight year old. And then I have um, a foster eight year old from another family. And my nine and eight year old that came from one family that are adopted are incredibly, they're just less mature for their age. And the younger one is the least. And the other ones have been through so much. They're just, I don't know, it's just, the, the level of experiences and what they think about and how they handle situations are very different. So my eight year old's like incredibly immature and he gets frustrated and blows the fuck up about things. And I tell him all the time, like, 
you know, you were right about that. You were right. They shouldn't have been doing that. But because you flipped the table over, now you're in trouble. So now you, so, so if you had just like took, taken a minute and said, Hey, I don't want you to take my Play-Doh or whatever the fuck it was. Um, please don't take my Play-Doh. And if you keep taking my Play-Doh, I'm going to go tell the teacher fine. But the fact that you flipped the table over, now you're the one in trouble and you're the focal point. And this, my son's, my son's excuse is that he's eight years old and it's going to take a while. It's going to take him a lot longer to then, I mean, his, his, he's going to mature at his own rate. Danny's excuse is, I don't know. He's fucking 45 years old. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Maybe, what do they say that like your brain stops developing? Is that true? Maybe I'm making shit up again. They say your brain stops developing when you start using drugs. Um, that a lot of people developmentally stop there. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. That seems like something somebody said that like sounded good. I don't know if you know if that's true, DM me. Okay. But I mean, that might be an explanation for his like rampant immaturity. He might just be a dick though. Um, I'm sure he's got a ton of trauma. I can't imagine a child star not having a ton of trauma. Uh, but the difference is, like I said, one, one of these people I'm talking about is eight years old. The other one's 45 and has the means and the resources to get better, but doesn't want to. Um, so Danny proudly says to the therapist that he's mad at the guy, not Gretchen. He says Gretchen puts off a don't talk to me, don't mess with me vibe that many men who would approach much less good looking women would never approach. Or what is it? Would they approach less good women? Anyway, many men who would approach her wouldn't approach her because she just puts off a vibe that says, don't fuck with me because I'm taken. I got a man. And I think what he doesn't, understand is that that vibe Gretchen's giving off is not I don't want anyone to talk to me because I'm too worried about my man it's oh my god do not fucking come over here because if you do my husband's gonna fucking blow up and we're someone's gonna call the cops and we're gonna have a fucking fight on the way home and he might push me out of a car that's the vibe she's giving not the I'm just too satisfied at home so don't even look this way that's not what she's doing Uh, and I don't mean to laugh about that because obviously I think Gretchen is in a, a bad relationship. I think it's easy for me to talk about this because I know she's not still in that relationship. I know that we're in season, we're on episode three to by episode 10, they're broken up, but so I guess it's easier to talk about, but like in real life, this is like a dangerous situation to be in. Danny says he wants to teach a lesson about the guy. He wants to teach the guy a lesson about how he needs to be afraid of him. And the therapist is like, this is a bad idea. Like off the bat, the therapist is like, this is a bad idea. Don't do it. You're going to get yourself in trouble. You're going to like hurt your marriage. She asked you not to do these types of things. And he's like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> so now we're at the gig and the kids are there. Someone assuming it's like 4 PM on a Saturday at a neighborhood bar and grill you get a surfer turf <laughs> and then there's like a, a stage or something this is not like some nightclub somewhere dude which makes me mad at danny even more because he's acting like <laughs> she's he's acting like gretchen's on tour with kiss 
fucking 40 years ago. <laughs> she And she's just like at this little restaurant and the kids are allowed to be there. So it can't be, I don't know. It, it's stupid. Um, Gretchen is worried about Danny showing up to the gig and because she doesn't want um, the band to kick her out because her husband is too much trouble, which I can understand because this is like an amateur type thing. And they're just like, you know, they're just like getting together. You know, they're practicing, they're jamming every once a month or so, once or twice a month. And then every three or four months, they go somewhere and play together. Like, this is not a serious thing. And imagine that you're in this band with this girl, and every time you guys try to go play somewhere, her husband shows up and wows the fuck out. What the fuck is, like, I'd be like, you can't go, bitch. Like, I, I, like, have a lot of sympathy for you and everything, but I'm not getting my tires slashed so you can sing in this band. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so I can see, like, I can see me being, like, over it and being like, no, you can't be in the band anymore. We made, we took a vote while you weren't here. You can't be in the band anymore. Um, yeah, like, I could see that. Um... They interspersed her talking about this with Danny just downing pills. Like, oh, like, like, I mean, they, they could be anything. They could be fucking Flintstone vitamins. I don't fucking know what they are. Maybe they're Vicodin. I'm assuming because he's talking about how he has all this fucking Vicodin. They could be fucking anything. But he's just like, oh. it's just, the, the way they filmed him taking it was just like, this isn't good. I don't even think you're supposed to take Flintstone vitamins like that. That's not, this is not like, this is not according to manufacturer's directions. <laughs> Um, okay. All right, all right. So like I said, they're at the gig. Danny shows up, drives there separately, looking angry as fuck. And I'm assuming high. He, and he's sitting there with like veins bulging out of his neck, gets up during a song. Like they're fucking playing a song, guys. He gets up to ask one of the guys in the band to come out and talk to him. Now I want you guys to know this dude looks like an orthodontist. He looks like he puts on braces all week and on the weekends he plays bass in this fucking, in this band to like let off some steam. He looks like your high school biology teacher. He looks like, I don't know, Mr. Richards. <laughs> Who just like, he's like, listen, dude, it's been a long week. Everybody, everybody failed the fucking test. <laughs> The football coach is on my ass about passing his players. I don't know. Little Donnie's mama came up here a couple of times, wanting him to get extra time on the test. I'm tired. I'm just trying to get out of here. I'm just trying to live my glory days. Can you let me be? That's what the fuck he looks like. He looks like he didn't sign up for this shit. But they go outside, and he's talking, and Danny gets going. Danny's already, like, <laughs> he's, like, hyped. And he's like, apparently, there's a picture of my wife on the floor of someone's garage. How'd you let this happen? Don't let this happen. And the guy was like, I wasn't there when it happened. Or I guess, like, he wasn't there when, like, she was laying on the floor. I don't know. And Danny is saying that Mr. Finkelstein, orthodontist, <laughs> Dr. Finkelstein, was the only one he could count on to keep Gretchen from being like a hoe on the floor. That's that's the way he's giving it to me. I used to, I, I still have a friend, but she was dating a guy that anytime something happened, he was like, you're cheating on me. You're fucking cheating on me. 
like she would call Lowe's to see if they had like a park. She she like works on cars and shit. She called Lowe's to see if they had like a, a a tool that she wanted or something like that. And he'd be like, "Who's that? Who works at Lowe's? Your boyfriend? Your other boyfriend? You're fucking somebody on the loading dock of Lowe's?" Like he was always threatening her with beating people up. He was always like, "You can't go here." She's not allowed to have social media because she spends so much time on social media, but he has it. And when she first gave me these little details of this, I was like, mm. one, I just want you to know it sounds like he's cheating on you because people who cheat on you always, always think you're cheating on them. They're always like, they know they're doing dirt, so they assume that you're doing dirt. Like, like if you go to the grocery store, they assume you saw somebody on the way there, got out of the car and just like had sex with them on the medium, medium of the highway. And because that's the type of shit they're doing because they know that they're being, they're doing dirt. And also I bet you he's on social media talking to all sorts of bitches, just so you know. And she was like, really? You think so? I was like, absolutely. Absolutely. Turns out he was cheating on her. And later I found out he was abusive because she wouldn't, she didn't tell me because like, you know, I'm not, I pride myself on being a truthful friend. Like I am someone, I do try to meet people where they are. I'm doing like better at that. But I'm also someone who's like, well, I'm not going to say this is okay. I'm going to say, I'm not going to say that you have to get out of my life because of this is happening. But I am going to say, this is not okay. I'm upset. I don't feel like you're being safe. And obviously I'm not going to be around that person. Um, but I'm not someone that's just going to like, I'm sorry, I just don't like co-sign shit that I don't think is is right. And so she didn't tell me about it for a long time, but I had an inkling that I was like, why is, why is he in charge of whether you get on social media? Why is he in charge of whether you drive to the grocery store? Well, I just don't want him to get mad. Okay, well, sometimes people have to be mad. You and Sometimes people have to go to the grocery store. What's gonna happen if he gets mad? And she would never like, by then we she'd wanna talk about something else. And I was like, okay, well, I know what this means. But... That's how Gretchen is, that's how um, Danny is talking about Gretchen. Like, she's not a person. Like, Gretchen had to be kept from licking toes and dicks off the floor of a garage, and why didn't this guy stop it? That's the way he's talking about her. And also, like, so I guess this isn't the guy that was standing over her. Like, he's not, this isn't the guy he was worried about. This seems like somebody that he knows in the band, like he's familiar with, like someone that Gretchen's been friends with or something and they've like, you know, hung out together. And I wonder, is it because the guy actually that was standing over her that he's really upset about wouldn't come out to do this and wouldn't have it filmed or whatever. And so they had to film this. I wonder if it's like one of those production things. So when they're outside talking, Gretchen leaves the stage. Like, this is a really awesome band when people just, I mean, you've got 40 people up there, but I mean, don't you need all of them? You guys just leave? And the rest of the band just continues to rock out. Like, we don't need those two. And so when Danny gets back from talking to that dude, she's gone. Interesting, she leaves without the kids. Did, did Danny leave with the kids? I don't know. It ends with Danny talking to the therapist saying that Gretchen may not be in love with him and she just doesn't know it. And this process is going to make her find out. Again, Danny doesn't think Dan Gretchen can do anything on her own. She He thinks the bandmates are going to tell her to do something. She, he thinks the therapist is going to tell her to do something. But it's never just like Gretchen 
is a person that's had enough and like knows what she wants and stuff. It's more like she's not in love with me and you guys are going to tell her that and then she's going to find out. Gretchen can't be trusted to be with these people drinking. She can't have a drink and go to a band practice because who knows what might happen. Gretchen might just like, I don't know, this might turn into a blowjob party and she'll just be sucking dicks all day long and like and no one will be there to stop her she won't even know to stop like he does not think of Gretchen as a person she's not a two-dimensional person to him I mean she's not a three-dimensional person to him she and that's it for this week um next week Danny is skateboarding shirtless in the street drunk and he's crying in a therapist's office and these when I think of this this series these are the scenes I think about that shirtless drunk skateboard into traffic i remember the first time i watched it, i was like oh so we're gonna watch him die now huh like when they said breaking bonaducci they were just they were like no we're really gonna break like he's gonna die i don't know so um i'll be here next week before next week's episode you'll get a bonus episode for me make sure you sign up for the patreon at buy at uh, patreon.com by pumpkin remember you're keeping the lights on for me and it's only a buck a month and you're like you're you're supporting this podcast and listen if a buck a month is like not in your budget because i've been there done that mm, or um it's just not something you want to do you want to commit to give me a five-star review that's another way to support this you're listening to the very end this is the very end of the podcast and you're still listening you must like it give me a review five stars only thanks next week bye